Welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. Hello, everybody. It's the same old Sean Powers, Sean Zilla, and welcome into another fun podcast. And uh, this podcast is actually going to lead into a cool promotion that we're going to run on the station My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, uh, coming up here in the month of March. And we'll we'll tell you more about that later on. But uh, anyways, I got a special guest host with me today. It's Chris Spockman, my right-hand man here at the radio station. We're pretty much the only two employees that work here at this end, right? I mean, well, with, I mean, with the exception you, of Charlie. And, so you got Charlie who's down here for my ball games and whatnot. But as far as, you know, the commercials, the on air stuff during the run day. It, running the, the entire joint, it's us. We, we, we make it happen down here, along with some help from Bob, Bob and Lori on the other end. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, Chris Bachman, welcome uh, to this uh, edition. Hello. Um, today we're going to sit for this uh, sitcom uh, special uh, because we're going to be talking about situation comedies. And we're going to go all the way back to the early days of television. And I, w- I would just want to give a quick synopsis of early days of TV. And then we're going to lead into you know to modern day television tv's been around a long time tv was introduced at the world fair back in the early like 1930s early 40s uh adolf hitler actually got into uh, uh into television way back early in the day and then it was introduced at the world fair back in like the early uh, 1940s and then it took off from there and then i love lucy in the early 50s she was the queen of comedy back in the day on radio and then they translated it to tv back in the day and then she got she got things kicked off with situation comedies and what i find interesting because we're going to be doing a a contest here in the month of march called um the march sitcom madness and we're going to do a contest on the radio on my 104.3 but uh sitcoms are uh, it's short for situational comedies and what it started out as back in the day was situational comedies were just that there were situations that turned into comedies that were written for for radio back in the day and those uh, you know like Fibber McGee and Molly's and of course you know you got the you know I love Lucy's and it started out with that and then they translated it over to television back in the 50s when te- you know, when TV started to make the uh, you know uh, the sets um, you know into the t- into the living rooms of people and, you know, it's kind of funny, Sean, to think about it. You were talking about this, and I just kind of had to write this down because it's funny. You think about, like, all the, the true crime podcasts and that different kind of stuff. We're almost kind of going back full circle. You, you know, with podcasts, true crime podcasts, drama, you know, the, people are listening to the stuff that they used to watch on TV now. And so you went from radio to TV, and now it's almost kind of going back from TV, maybe not necessarily to pure radio, but to podcasting and that kind of thing. Yeah, we're, 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 going, we're coming into the next venture of all that stuff there. So, um, so, let, so sitcoms, and, and I was born in 1974, and I remember... 85 for me. 85 for you. Okay, so we, were, so we grew up a, like a decade apart, which is... This You're is, an 80s kid, I'm a 90s this kid. Is, this is going to get interesting. This is going to get interesting real quick. But I grew up to... I grew up to watching, you know, like Nick at Night. And when Nick at Night came around, we watched the old shows like I Love Lucy's, the Leave it to Beavers, the, you know, Car 54 Where Are You's, the, the uh, you know, the Ozzy and Harriet's uh, of the world. And those were the true sitcoms back in the day. And for me, when Nick at Night came on, that's when I went, whoop, and changed it to something else, you know, when <laughs> I was a like, kid. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this stuff is too hokey and too cheesy. As a matter of fact, and I, I, I always say this, and I've always said this since day one, every time I'd watch Leave it to Beaver, 
Beaver. I always wanted to beat Beaver up because he was such an idiot square. He, <laughs> dude, I did. I, I wanted to beat him up. I wanted to hit him over the head with a plastic container or something. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. He fell for everything. But to me, sit, sitcoms were always solved. You know, there were situations. There was always a pro- one big major problem in a sitcom, and they always had it resolved within 22 minutes. But there was always a laugh track to it, or there was a live studio audience to sitcoms. Nowadays, I'm confused with what a sitcom really means. Yeah, and that's where we, you know, when we started talking about our March Madness contest, and we've got 32 sitcoms that will be involved in it, and you'll find more about that coming into March. But we had to draw the line somewhere. You know, what is a sitcom? And we'll talk about the cartoon sitcoms in a little bit, but we ended up deciding to pull those out of the contest, just kind of get us to 32 a little bit easier. But you were talking about The Office. You know, is that a sitcom? And I says, well, I think it is, but then you brought up, well, there's not really the laugh track. There's not really the live audience there. And so, you know, where is that line drawn? Another one that we had brought up was The Wonder Years. And I said, you know, is that a sitcom? That was a little bit before my time. He said, no. That was definitely not a sitcom. That was a drama that, you know, the show kind of continued on and on. And that's something I think you and I came back to. It's resolved in 22 minutes. Every once in a while in a sitcom, there might be a story that carries over. For example, you go to Friends and Seinfeld. Maybe there's a girlfriend or a boyfriend that carries over from one show to the next for a few episodes. Mm -hmm. But for the most part... Every, with sitcoms, I feel like every show kind of starts anew, or kind of back to almost the beginning of the show, like nothing ever happened the show before. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. There's a whole new plot to it, but but there's still the mainstay of the family. Yep. And and you know the mainstay of the family with the dad still having the same job, mom still having the same job. You know, and and a lot of the characteristics are still the same. So I do agree with you on that. Um, but one thing too, and then you're bringing it back around to like the Wonder Years in the Office. You know, maybe it's not a traditional sitcom, like a docu. What do they call those docu sitcoms? Well, you got docudramas, I think, or, you know, that they talk about where it's part documentary, part drama, where it's telling, you know, the actual story as if it was a documentary, but it's acted out in a dramatic version. You, you know, and I think that, you know, The Office, though, the, the, that's where The Office is really special. You know, you know, and if people don't know, there have been, you know, 10 to 15 different offices created for different countries. You know, it's all over the world. There's yeah. an office Australia. Yeah. Obviously, you know about the new one. The, the original, I think, was in Britain or something like that. But that's a show that, is it a sitcom? Is it, I don't know what it is, but it's done so well. Maybe it stands on its own a little bit. And usually sitcoms involve a family or a group of friends. You know what I mean? You think about your home improvement. You know, it involves the home, the family. You think about Friends or Seinfeld. It involves the home, but also out and about a lot of places. The Office is a workplace sitcom and maybe we're just not used to a lot of those so there's uh so you bring up a good point too when you're talking about um you know most sitcoms that i'm familiar with or that a lot of us are familiar with they have a family setting to them are there any that are that don't have a family setting to them that are situational comedies well i think that's where you go to your cheers and your friends or How I Met Your Mother. Night Court's another one. You, you know what I mean? Okay. And so there's always, and actually WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, great You one. know what I mean? And so it's one of those, you know, friends become family. So I think it is always, you know, quote unquote, the family bubble. That, family you know, unit type That thing, it kind yeah. of centers around, yeah. whether it's, you know, friends or family. But that's where I think, you know, friends and Seinfeld, you know, they went out of that family atmosphere and really kind of transferred things. But I want to, you know, for you, when you think of the golden age of sitcoms, 
for me, I think obviously of the 90s, but that might be because I'm a 90s kid. But, but what do you think about for you? See, sir, for, for me, it's 70s and 80s. All right. And, I, you know, and I always come back when it, whenever we talk about sitcoms, the first thing that the first uh, figure that pops in my head is Archie Bunker, All in the Family. One of my favorites of all time, you know, because, yeah, he was a bigot. He was a racist. But back in those days, you know, you know, and you got to put it for the element of the time that it was out. It was that was a huge problem back in the 60s and early 70s was race relations. So when Norman Lear, who right now is of the time of this broadcast, is 100 years old and he's still alive, he put these shows together that in like uh, the Jeffersons, he put that together. That was a spinoff of that. You know, and then he also put together like, uh, you know, Good Times and different strokes and, st- and all those types of shows. He put all those shows together and those shows were to depict the times and the actions of what our, our, our world was going through to try to lighten the mood and to try to bring the, the races together through comedy. Yeah, you got me thinking, you know, the greatest sitcoms of all time. What are they? Well, those ones that inspired spinoffs obviously need to be put up there. And so you talked about the Jeffersons was a spinoff from that show. And then you think about, you know, it didn't last very long. Michael Richards had a show where he was a cop for a while after Seinfeld. You think of, uh, I don't, Matt LeBlanc. How many how many times did they try having a show with him after Friends? It did, it did not work out. But these sitcoms that inspire spinoffs, I, I think they become a big deal. And to talk about the cartoon sitcoms, Family Guy, you had to spin off with the Cleveland show for a little while. Uh, Cleveland show was a good show, and that, yep. uh, yeah, unfortunately didn't last long. Going back to Matt LeBlanc, um, him and his, uh, he had a dad in the show, too. Uh, they did a spinoff show off of uh, Married with Children. All right. Uh, they were they were, uh, they were were a guest on Married with Children. He dated Kelly. Uh, the dad on, on the show was uh, good friends with Al Bundy, and they, they did a spinoff of that. I'm trying to remember that it wasn't Top of the Heap. Maybe it was Top of the Heap. I, I can't remember, but that show lasted like four episodes into a first season and then they canceled it charlie Viducci was the guy's the character's name and uh, Vinny Viducci was was uh, matt leblanc's character and that didn't last very long and then and then the next thing i know he's on a show called friends i'm like oh my gosh that's Vinny Viducci, you know and then and then then he was on friends and then it just it snowballed from there and when you think of like the original sitcom you know going back to the day you kind of mentioned like i love lucy you know what's the original sitcom that sean thinks about oh the the original originals yeah. would probably be like i love lucy's uh car 54 where are you um, back in the fifties and yeah, back in the fifties, back in those days, uh, Abbott and Costello, you know, the original comedies, uh, the original comedies. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, um, of, of some that were like, uh, even like in the early sixties, like, um, make room for daddy was, was another one that was really, really popular back in the, you know, the early sixties, Flintstones was, you know, it's a cartoon, but you know, that was, that was, it was a cop. I mean, it was, it was a sitcom. You know, maybe you could give the Flintstones credit for, you know, let's start to talk about those cartoon sitcoms that we kept out of our March Madness thing because it was just kind of an easier way for us to narrow things sure, down to 32. Sure. That's the only reason why. But maybe, you know, if it wasn't for the Flintstones, would we have the Simpsons King of the Hill family guy? You know, I don't know. Simpsons came out of nowhere too. That was uh, that was a spoof. That was a cartoon spoof on. I uh, remember the Tracy Allman show, which was actually on after Married with Children on uh, the Fox Network when the Fox Network first came out in 1986. And then the Tracy Allman show was a. Uh, it was it was kind of one of those uh, like under Arsenio Hall late night show. And they I remember Tracy Allman came out and she goes yeah and then she had uh, she had um, uh, Matt Groening on there and he goes yeah hey, I got this new little cartoon thing I'm gonna I'm gonna try to develop a show from this and uh, it was called The Simpsons and so they had to little sketch show on there and then the simpsons uh you know developed from there and then they got a the you know then they ordered a season one episode or uh, season one or episode one uh, and then they and they, they tried it on the tracy allman show and it took off from there 
Yeah, and it's still going. Thirty-five. What is it? Thirty-six or thirty-seven seasons later. That's it's yeah. crazy, bro. Yeah, it really is. You know, and so it's one of those. I think you know, The Simpsons is up there with the greatest sitcoms of all time. We can't deny. It. But like I said, with it being the cartoon, there's not a live audience. We we made a few parameters for our March Madness tournament that's going to be coming up. But you and I always talk. You know, The Simpsons, King of the Hill, and Family Guy. I think those are the three cartoon sitcoms, quote unquote, that really separated themselves in the 90s and the early 2000s as being something you think about just like a normal regular family sitcom don't you you don't even think about it as the cartoon anymore yeah and then it's and then you know and then as you went further into the seasons of the simpsons they were trying to stay more relevant and more competitive so then they got a little bit more raunchy and stuff and then south park came out i was just gonna say south park yeah and is then that, that a sitcom sean no it's not no it's not that is definitely adult humor because I, I remember they premiered it on adult swim on mtv and i was like what is this and then it really they they just really went way off the rails on that show great show i mean in my opinion i love that show I, I but was, it got really bad. I was actually, you know, I remember when it came out, you know, I was right at that age where it was like, ooh, you know, should you be watching this or right, not? Right, right. And I remember thinking, like, it's just a bunch of kids swearing all the time is all it is. And so <laughs> well, I didn't really think it was that funny when it originally came out. But similar to The Simpsons, as they have gotten more, you know, I don't even want to use the word mainstream, as they've gotten more into society and taken on some social issues, we were talking about what they did pretty recently with Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. You know, the, the privacy tour. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty, yeah, that was pretty funny. But, uh, and by the way, they're not suing them. They're, you know, they're not going to be suing the uh, the uh, South Park, uh, you know. Matt, well, if they want Matt privacy, Trey. suing them probably would be no, a good no, idea. They're, go no, they're yeah. not going to do that anyway. But uh, and let's let's kick it back to like you know the seventies and eighties. You know, um, you know, I mean, you got uh, you know, you've got uh, some great some great writers and some great shows back in the you know back in those days. Look at uh, you know Happy Days. You know, Happy Days was was a franchise in itself that spun off Laverne and Shirley. You know, and then let's let's talk about you know some shows of the '80s. You know, you've got uh, you know Elf and Different Strokes and Silver Spoons was another great uh, you know a great show back in the day. And it lasted for a few seasons. Uh, Give Me a Break was another one uh, that uh, started in the early '80s and and went on until like '86 or '87. Um, you know, Cheers. Um, you know, Night Court was another great one. So I, I want to ask you this. You know, Cheers is obviously right up there with what people consider the greatest you know sitcom of all time. I feel like. If you were in your 20s and 30s in the 80s and were watching Cheers, that, that's probably still your show. It, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you, you had me thinking about that. We were talking about the spinoffs earlier. Frasier, that probably has to be the most su- successful spinoff that there was out of any sitcoms. Could, uh, could you argue with that? I, I don't I, think I, you I could. Can't, I can't argue that. No, not at all, because that you know that went on, that lasted, I don't even know how many seasons, like seven or eight And I think it, it might be back right now, too. Um, it, it might well, be like a Netflix or Hulu or something like that. That's it's, it's, it again. it's definitely in syndication, and, and it's it's making a it's making a big impact again. Um, you know, Frazier obviously was a spinoff character from Cheers, um, and then they try to do another one with John Ratzenberger, uh, Cliff Clavin. They they were talking about doing one from Cheers, a spinoff of him, and Norm too. They were going to do a a Norm and Cliff Clavin one, and I don't think that ever materialized. And then Sam Malone and Diane, they were going to get married at the very end, and they they you know, and everybody was all for it, and all for it, and all for it, and. They it never materialized. And there is a Frasier reboot. It actually premiered in January of 2023 on Paramount Plus. Oh, see, so, so, I don't have Paramount well, Plus, so well, I, to, yeah, yeah, I don't maybe even have to check that. that out. But, you know, the reason why I think sitcoms are great is because they're all relatable. 
you deal with everyday situations and they find a way to make it funny and it just really work you know it just works out so well you know what would be so cool to watch? If you took the cheesiness, and, and I'm talking, you know, you go back to the 1950s and 60s, and you got like, I'm just going to compare it, leave it to Beaver, the cheesiest the the, the cheesiest lines, the cheesiest storylines. I mean, the, Beaver lost a jacket, okay, in one of his, and his dad was going to crown him. He was going to get him. He was so scared that his dad was just going to kill him. And then you, you come to a sitcom nowadays, and like Roseanne. You know, you you know, you 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 try to you try to take a storyline from Leave It to Beaver and put it into a show like Roseanne. Well, forget it. Well, hang on here. Forget it, 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 it dude. It's not going to fit. In Seinfeld, there was an episode where Elaine's boyfriend David Putty always wore a fur coat, and she didn't like it, so she threw it out a window. And a lot of the episode was her trying to get this fur coat back, and it ended up being that Newman could climb trees really well and went and got that coat. And so I'm, I go back at you a little bit there. I think. You know, that's when you know a sitcom is good, is when it can be something as simple as losing a jacket or being stuck waiting for a table in a Chinese restaurant. Like there's that oh one side. God, it's said, so good. You know, so that's what really makes a, a sitcom special, I think, here, in my opinion, as we, st- you know, maybe start to go into what's the best. Can it be something so su- simple and so stupid, but yet be entertaining? And, and I keep going back to Seinfeld. You know, that's my favorite. A show about nothing. But it's also about everything because they did it so well. But the the way the writing is compared to what was in the fifties and sixties is totally you know you just you look at the comparisons to of, of the culture of the day and I'm telling you what yeah you can't fit an epic you know you can have a same storyline of a lost jacket but you can't fit it into the culture of today it's it's totally dude it, no if you were to put if you were to put uh, Jerry Mathers as the Beaver into a sitcom of today. Dude, no, it, it's not. It's not gonna fly, dude. It's and, not gonna fly. And for me, it's a little form because I have no idea about Leave It to Beaver. You know, I mean, I've, I've never seen <laughs> You've it. You've never seen one episode. Never of seen Leave one Beaver. episode. All right, I challenge you to watch at least one episode of that show. No, when you watch Blood Diamond, well, I'll watch that. I, dude, I've, I've started to watch story, it. Story I saw the one guy get blown day. to smithereens, and I had to shut <laughs> it off. Man, it was too graphic for me. Uh, but now, you know, like I said, you and I, obviously, people listening, we we could talk about well anything forever, but in particular sitcoms, and we won't make anybody go down. On the Family Guy rabbit hole with us because that that could oh, be dangerous. Oh, they'll want forever and ever. But you know, March Madness is coming soon. We're going to try and crown the best sitcom of all time, as said by our listeners. But let's you know, for you, number one sitcom of all time. I kind of gave mine away a little bit right there. Oh, but for man. you, what you know, what is number one all time for you? Oh, sitcom. I would have to say it's a toss up between uh, obviously. Now, I, do we go by decade? Because I can't do one. I'd have to do by decade. I would have to do that by decade for sure. Um, I would have to start with the '70s, All in the Family, number one for sure. Uh, '80s would have to be probably Elf, uh, A L F, not not yep. uh, not uh, you know the Will Ferrell movie. Um, Elf because he was so sarcastic and he got away with so much crap, dude. The the, the, the little furball could say whatever he wanted. He was so out there and he was he just he was awesome in that respect. All I can say is I had an Elf sleeping bag growing up. That's all I got to add to that. Cause like I said, I was still a little too young for Elf, but I thought Elf was cool just because of the way he looked. Oh, he was. But if you you know you watch the shows and he just he just said whatever was on his mind. He was just so funny. He was out there. He could, dude. He was he just he just said the most off the wall crap and he just made everybody like he was so entertaining. So Alpha the 80s and then into the 90s. See, I wasn't uh, in 
know, early 90s, you know, like step by step and stuff like that. And Family Matters, I would have to say, Steve Urkel was probably my favorite from the 90s. All right. All right. And so, you know, Family Matters didn't even make our 32 cut, which kind of tells uh, you how know, crazy that I is. Know. But yeah. so, so for you, Family Matters, number one in the 90s, not, you know, you're not going Friends or Seinfeld. And like I said, there's so many others that we could talk about yeah, as well. Fr- friends, Friends was uh, just, I was, I was maybe t- just a little too much older for Friends, you know, right. by that point. I was in my 20s by then and I was off. I really wasn't watching Friends very much at that point. All right. And like I said, and for me, it, it all comes back to Seinfeld. You, I quote Seinfeld almost daily here. Every, like all you said, the time, man. Too I can, much. I can almost relate any situation to a Seinfeld episode, even a Leave It to Beaver Lost. It, like I said, it just, <laughs> and, and I think that's what's great about Seinfeld. And, you know, when Seinfeld ends, they're sitting, you know, in a jail cell because they are, and they're sitting there, and George is going to button up his shirt, and he says, man, I think this button's. You know, it's it's not in the right spot. It's in no man's land. You know, yeah. And, they, yeah. and then they say, "Well, haven't we talked about this before?" And so it's kind of like, "All right, we've talked about everything." And so that's that's kind of the end of the show. And then you look at Curb Your Enthusiasm is almost a, a little bit of a continuation sure. of that show because Larry David, for people who don't know, George Costanza is based on Larry David. You know, and all the yeah. trials and tribulations he goes through, but. You know, I talk about that. You know, you talked about the ones, but we didn't get into the cartoon ones because, you know, you know, for you and I, those I think all three of those for me, King of the Hill might actually be my favorite. But the Simpsons is right up there. And and you and I, you know, similar to me talking about Seinfeld, you, you one of us drop a line from Family Guy. We can usually drop the next line. So let's give family. <laughs> let's give Family Guy a little bit of love here, because I think if we. We're picking, you know, number one all time. What's had the biggest influence on society? Maybe since the year two thousand. Oh, Family Guy for sure. Family dude. Guy is probably Fam- Family right Guy up is number there, one. You know. And Stewie, when he goes, "Where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> you have till five o'clock tomorrow, Brian, to give me my money and clean yourself up. You disgust me." Lowest times a factor. Times a factor. We just have Lois. all these Lois. lines that you and I drop <laughs> to each other at one time or another out of the blue, and we just both know them because they're they're from Family Guy. I think we scared off employees because of that. Yeah, that in the movie Life. Uh, But you know what? But I think. One of my toes in the bottle. (laughs) You you know, going back to what makes sitcoms great, it's that. You know, you and I work together. We're also friends, but part of that friendship has been built on literally dropping lines of family ties to each other. Dropping lines, for sure. Uh, I'd have to go back to, and I'd have to say probably Cheers and Elf would have to be a tie. Oh, so you're going to track back a little bit? I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because uh, the writing of the Charles brothers, uh, you know, Lennon, uh, Les and Glenn Charles, and uh, 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 the Mr. Burroughs on that show as well, uh, it's phenomenal because, you know, every line of Cheers, you know, you think they're going to take it one way and then all of a sudden it goes a different direction, you know? So, uh, and it's just the characters and just the cast and the way that show was designed is just phenomenal. Yeah, so. and like I said, cheers a little bit before my time, but it, it gets a lot of love for me because I think about Frasier. It might be the quote-unquote, you know, people, if you're a 90s kid, you think of Frasier, you don't even think about him being from, like, I don't even remember him in Cheers. I just remember the show Frasier. Yeah, yeah. And so once you go back, and you, wait, hang on. Oh, wow. That Oh, hang on. That's from here. So, you know, it kind of and, all rings a bell when you see Cheers after you've already watched a bunch of Frasier. See, and if you have, you know, and when you put David Hyde Pierce with the Kelsey Grammer, dude, they were 
they're brothers in real life. I mean, they just they they look alike, they act alike, their mannerisms are perfect for each other. That that is number two in my book. And they the actually 90s. have a, a like kind of a cool little thing on The Simpsons, Sideshow Bob, and then Sideshow Bob. Like it's actually it's the same two guys. It's kind of it's kind of a play off of that. So way to go, Matt Groening, for throwing that out there. But anyways, we definitely appreciate. If anybody has any input too on you know their favorite sitcoms, you can always drop me a line, Sean at wczy.net. And anyways, we're gonna wrap it up, Chris. Thanks for dropping in uh, today on the podcast and uh, sharing some of your thoughts on your favorite sitcoms and just, you know, just, just reminiscing a little bit. Yeah, it's one of the problems that you and I have in a podcast together because it could probably be, you know, never ending because we could just keep going. We just keep and talking. Go. We got to put some parameters on us here. It's just usually like Bob goes, shut up, Sean, you talk too much. <laughs> well, not on the and, podcast. And actually, one thing to think about here, you, did you ever give your greatest 90s sitcom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Was it was it a, a toss up between uh, Family Guy or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Family Matters and uh, oh, Frasier. All right. all right. Family Matters and Frasier. So, right, yep. So, so I think we're we're set there. Two thousands, ah, Family Guy. I mean, it's just, yeah, just well, there's there's just no yeah, way around that and one. I, and I think if I'm going to take out the cartoons like like we are for our contest coming up, I think it really comes down to two. Then it's always Sunny in Philadelphia and How I Met Your Mother. I, I think when you go to the See? You know, the, the the natural sitcoms, I'll say, I think those two are really right up there. See, and then for two thousands, I really don't have one. I just, I still like the, you know, the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. So I'm going to stick with those. But yeah, the big contest coming up uh, with the uh, March uh, sitcom madness that's going to start here in a few days. Be a lot of fun. Join us Facebook.com/slash/my1043 for all the action. You got good, going to have a chance to win some sweet prizes as well. Yeah, we got it. We got it all coming up for you. But anyways, thank you guys very much for taking the time to listen. In the life of Sean, out for now. We'll talk to you very soon. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.